Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Today we're talking about prayer. Have you ever heard someone say, all we could do was pray? Or have you even said, well, I'll pray for you. That's the least I can do. And in my head, I'm thinking, wait a minute, that that doesn't sound right. Prayer is the most we can do. And yet I can minimize it, minimize it to the point where I forget to pray, or I'm not organized enough to pray, or I tell someone, I'm going to pray for you, and then I forget. I have found now in my later years that I'm very careful when I tell someone I'm going to pray for them without praying for them right then. I like to pray on the phone even when I, or texting when, uh, Brittany Couch is really good at that. I'll say, you know, I could use prayer for this, and I just assume she's going to pray for me. Well, she does, but she does it right then. She texts me a prayer, Almighty God, please bless Sue, or whatever she says, and it's such a blessing to me. Have you ever done that for someone? I love what Oswald Chambers wrote. Prayer does not fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. Think about that. I'm going to say it again. Prayer does not fit us or equip us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. For instance, this week I'm speaking somewhere, and so I'm asking people to pray for me. But their actual prayers is the work. That kind of makes me cry. It's, it's kind of great to be part of God's work on this earth. What do you pray about? Is it only for the big things like a, a marriage crisis or a job disaster or a health need? Or do you know that God wants you to talk to him about everything? I find that a great comfort. Rick Warren wrote, God can handle your doubt your anger, your fear, grief, confusion, and questions. You can bring everything to him in prayer. It sounds like a gospel song. You can bring everything to God in prayer. I think I take it too much for granted. Also, I find that when I pray about some sort of crises, I forget to thank God that he's answered the prayer of the crises, and I move on to the next crises. But that's another podcast. One of my favorite passages about prayer is in Matthew 7, 9 through 11. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Wow, I'm a pretty good gift giver, and I love my girls, and I plan the gifts that I give them, but I am not God, and God loves to give me the gifts that I need, and if I'm asking for bread, he's not going to give me a stone. Perhaps you have a good method for keeping track of your prayer list. Recently, I got this email from Mama Mabel. Perhaps you heard Mama Mabel on my podcast on December 31st. If you haven't, please go back. You will be blessed. I think she's just turned 85. 
And I was talking about prayer lists in my newsletter, and she wrote me this great email. She said when they started out as missionaries, they were trained in candidate school on how to do their prayer lists. Make a list for Monday. Everything you can think of that begins with M, missionaries, their names, and their organizations. The Moore Kids, that's us. My maiden name is Moore. And if you didn't know this already, Mama Mabel was a very good friend of my parents. And she put it upon herself, took it upon herself, that after my parents died about six years ago, she wrote us all emails. And she said, well, your folks aren't around to pray for you anymore, so... I'm going to pray for you. Love, Mama Mabel. So there's lots of us. I have four brothers and sisters, and we're all married, and we're all very prolific like rabbits. And she knows about lots of our prayer requests, at least when we tell her, and I tell her on a regular basis. So I'm thrilled that I'm under M on the Mondays more. I wonder if I can get under D as well. Wait, that's not a day of the week. Anyway, Next is Tuesday. So she prayed for Taiwan because they were missionaries in Taiwan. She prayed for her church because it was called Timberline Church, etc. She said after they became missionaries in Japan and Alaska, she had to add the specifics for those fields also because no day starts with a J or an A. Wednesday, widows and widowers. She said, my list is so long, I don't add many things regularly. Thursdays. That would be tea. Thanksgiving. So she lists what she's thankful for. And prayer for people and projects that they've met on the trail. (laughs) So you can be as creative as you want. Specific people that we have ministered with and have ministered to us. Old college friends on their trail. Churches and mission fields. People to whom we ministered. Still praying for that dear dedicated Christian named Grace in Taiwan. Friday is for family. I pray for both of our families by name, even the great-grandchildren. She said, we have two Buddhist sons and families who adopted us as American parents in Taiwan. And also, we've included our dear daughter-in-law's family by name. And sometimes she puts the Moore family on Friday as well because we need extra prayer. Saturday, she prays for the world's situation. It starts with S. Of course, she said, I'm always sending up intercession for many things and have many organizations who are involved in ministering, plus the believers on the front lines, by name if possible. Sunday, that is for the Lord's servants and services for his anointing and fruitfulness. There, that is my prayer list, she wrote, and I found that when life is busy, I can carry those prayer requests with me throughout the day. It's such a helpful thing. I do have to reprint my list every two or three years. Isn't that great? I'm going to type that all out for you, not in show notes, but perhaps in the blog on Thursday, so that you can hear it again and make your own daily, weekly prayer list. A couple weeks ago, I was mulling over some things in my mind. They were actually questions. And then those questions started turning into prayers. And then I got to have too many that I couldn't keep them all straight. So I sat down and I opened my journal in front of the fireplace and I began began a list. And at the top of the page in big letters, I wrote, things I don't know, but I need to ask God about. I think I wrote, I need to talk to God about. And I listed eight things, filled up the whole front page. And I haven't added a ninth thing because these eight things are still things that I want to pray about every day. 
I have to tell you something, and this doesn't always happen. I think God really wanted me to pay attention that I needed to pray more because within 15 minutes, one of the prayers was answered. And within 24 hours, three were answered, including that first one. Some of them, well, they were all big, but one was, I prayed about who should I interview for the podcast? And guess who I get to interview in the fall? Bob Goff wrote me back within 24 hours. Sue, I'll be less busy in the fall. Let's do it then. That was very fun. I keep that list handy and I'm praying over it daily. It's fun to go to my father who loves me and knows me and loves that I talk to him about things I don't know about. E.M. Bounds wrote this, Prayers outlive the lives of those who uttered them. Outlive a generation. Outlive an age. Outlive a world. I love that. We're talking about legacy on this podcast. If you feel like you're not very good about leaving a legacy, the best legacy that we can all give that will outlive us is our prayer time. Glenn Evans wrote this, No one ever follows the Lord without someone watching. That should scare us into holiness, if nothing else. My friend Bonnie Maston said to me when my kids were little, more is caught than taught, Sue. She told me she remembers looking down the hall and seeing her mother kneeling by her bed, praying for her two kids. Now, she may have left the bedroom door open on purpose. I don't know. I met her mom, Madge Miller, and she was a quiet, humble lady. But she modeled dependence on her Lord. And Bonnie, her daughter, caught that same dependence. And she's been a prayer warrior for her family and for mine all these many years. Do you have a prayer warrior in your life? Someone that you know is taking your name and your needs to the throne on a regular basis? Are you someone else's prayer warrior, storming the gates of heaven for the glory of God and for the sake of a loved one? You know, it dawned on me early in our marriage that I was the main one to pray for Mark. He wasn't raised in a Christian home. And I thought, I'm not sure he's getting prayed for. I knew my parents were praying for me and perhaps for him. But all these years, I thought, well, maybe no one else is praying for Mark. So that is my responsibility. And it still is. And I can forget The main way to love someone is to pray for them. If you're struggling right now and loving someone, start praying for them. And the love will follow, believe me. And God will do a big work in you all at the same time. He will build your faith and your trust. And that's the best legacy you can leave another. Hudson Taylor wrote this, It is possible to move men through God by prayer alone. We all need a t-shirt with that statement on it. I'll say it again. It is possible to move men through God by prayer alone. And then maybe I would wear that t-shirt inside out so it would be close to my heart and I would remember to pray. Have a great praying day. We'll talk to you soon. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.